0: This is Tony Rosario from the What The Heck Show on Union Power Radio, and this is our disclaimer. The content of this radio show is provided for informational purposes only. Hector and myself and our guests are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this show and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Hector, myself, and our guest as of the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements are based solely on assumptions, opinions, and actual results may vary from any such statements. No reliance should be placed on any statements said on date of this radio show. Now stay tuned and enjoy, and thank you for listening. Nice.
1: You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show, on unionpowerradio.com.
0: Teamsters uh, from Local 804 and Teamsters listening across the country. Today is Sunday, and uh, we just had the amazing uh what day conference is it? in Brooklyn. Oh, April 10th, I'm sorry. <laughs> April 10th, uh, Sunday, April 10th, it's 6 p.m., uh, we're doing our show a little late because we were at the TDU conference in Brooklyn uh, this uh, this morning. It went really well. And we have a couple special guests on our show today. Well, yeah. one special one. guest at the moment. One special um, guest. <laughs> uh, How you doing, Anthony Rosario? Yeah? As usual, we have our co-host, Jamie Hooligan, the hooligan. And uh, our producer, the big bad wolf himself, Hector Fortis. And the lovely Tilsa Fernandez, all the way from Chicago, Chi-town. How you doing?
2: I'm doing well. How are you guys? Thank you so much for bringing me on the podcast. I greatly appreciate, you know, everything that you guys do and all of the education that you guys spread. Um, exactly how we met, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, basically, that's right, at one of the TDU conferences. That's right. That's when I met Tilsa, what, about two years ago at the Latin Caucus, right? Yes. Yes, Yes, the Latino Caucus, and uh, we had a great conversation about, you know, the barriers that some of us Latinos have, uh, especially with, like, reading the contract and understanding the language. We had a little debate on how sometimes when you try to, like, I believe Juan Campos had tried to make a contract in Spanish, but it's very difficult sometimes to translate the language. It doesn't always translate the same. Exactly. Right, so they'll say, "Oh, well, this is this is what it is." I just read it, and they're like, "Well, no, because it just didn't translate right." So yeah, yeah it was very, very, very interesting conversation.
2: And then we all have different dialects of in español, right? So,
0: <laughs> sí, señora, yep. you know the Boricuas. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm American, so I speak both.
0: <laughs> so, Tilsa. Um, you know, uh, why don't you tell everybody a little about yourself and, um, you know, what you've been doing and how long. Are you a TDU member?
2: Um, Yes. Okay. I was, or I don't know. Actually, I was a TDU member. You might um, have to renew. I'm, oh, we have to renew. Absolutely. Um, so basically how, well, let me just back it up. My name's Tilsa Fernandez. I'm from Chi-Town. I'm from local 743. Um, I work for Central States Pension Fund, also known as Team Care. And how I actually stumbled upon (laughs) TDU is uh, our bargaining. um, We had issues with our bargaining uh, during contract negotiations, and we wind up striking. We went on strike about close to, I want to say, three years ago, um, three or four years ago, something like that. Um, So... Basically, we went on strike because we weren't getting what we needed during our contract, uh, what we were negotiating, and we weren't meeting an agreement. Um, basically we had to settle, we went on strike, uh, mm-hmm. support our, um, our strike, and kind of like the segue into TDU, uh, some of the members, and I was barely new, I was fairly, fairly, fairly new to the unionized workforce. Um, and one of, my, uh, one of my stewards was like, hey, you need to contact TDU. I'm like, well, what is TDU? And it's like, bam, Teamsters for a Democratic Union. I'm like, okay, well, que, que, que esto esto? you know what I mean? Like, what's going on? Okay. So then I started getting involved. And activism for myself has uh, always been close and dear to my heart. I've always been involved in the community. Um, I am a mom of seven. Um, so, you know, um, I'm from Humble Park. Uh, I graduated from a uh, Dr. Pedro El Piso Campos, which is a Puerto Rican cultural center and alternative um, high school, which uh, was very instilled on getting involved in the community, like what are resources that we could bring to our community and whatnot. So uh, being part of the Teamsters um, and learning about the activism within that was honestly like new like news to my ears and it's like bam like I like this you know so that's kind of how I started getting involved then I got invited to obviously the TDU conventions and all these um training events uh which is very very powerful and to be honest like I'm not here today to like bash the teachers at all so please don't <laughs> don't go you know don't uh, get right
0: out. some <laughs> people because of the what you said earlier and and what you posted on your uh, story got it confused i believe so it, just explain it, a little bit so that people could understand uh what exactly w- the place you work is for team care right um and is it is that the no UPS? it's not
3: it's not team oh, care. care it's the, central is the, it's the, the
0: ups right the ups health and welfare plan though is something that you're in control of right i mean yeah. not you're in control so, but
2: central states pension funds and then team also known as team care which is like majority of the ups there is uh Health insurance. So, I I actually work for the pension side of it. Um, so, I uh, process uh, pension applications and I answer a lot of questions to anyone who's about to retire or has any questions regarding that. Um, so, that's kind of what I do. Um, to kind of give a brief overview, it's like it's Teamsters working for the Teamsters. I do not get paid by the IDT, I get paid by Central States Pension Fund, um, but we only manage teamsters benefits if that does that make sense
0: <laughs> yes that does make sense i mean i i'm sure do you guys get it like what she's trying to say i get it she's a teamster working basically for a company right so she's Team like uh
2: only teamsters we're not servicing other employments we're only servicing teamsters that's it
0: not so being, do you want to tell us a little about what's going on with the uh, central state funds right now
2: Well, yes. Um, Well, as you guys know, like COVID-19 hit, we're all pretty much, you know, it's unprecedented times and um, very difficult times for everyone uh, across the world. Like this, you know, we had to pivot as a nation, as a country worldwide, everyone was pivoting. Um, Central states decided to send us home just to work from home, obviously because we were on a lockdown for almost two years or two years actually, two years and counting, I should say. so we all worked from home using our own equipment, and eventually we all got issued laptops and monitors um, at home, which was awesome. However, um, once the vaccinations came up, uh, our employer decided to start mandating it. Um, didn't really care for a lot, to be honest. Like It was more so like, this is what we're going to do, and that's it. Um, the Once the vaccinations um, became available, um, our stewards, I, I would say, like, we have some of the most, like, amazing stewards at Central States. I freaking love them. I was once a steward. Got removed, but that's another story for another podcast. <laughs> um. So, anyways, our stewards asked the employer to send a proposal to bargain because anytime that there is, is a contract change, uh, we have to bargain for that, right? Anyways, our... CEO Tom Nahan um, said he didn't need to. Um, our local sent um, our local was active on that where they send um the demand to bargain. Um then the local followed up with the lawsuit. We did lose, um, but despite the you know the vaccine mandates um being removed here in Illinois, they're no longer mandated. And you know, I think across the nation, like we've been experiencing that where it was mandated, you had to Proof, you know, everywhere that you were going, whether you were vaccinated or not, um, or follow protocols like wearing a mask or whatever. Anyways, the employer set uh, sets basically mandates um, pretty much that there was only two exception exemptions that they would comply with, and that is religious and medical. The CEO Tom Nehan uh, decided he announced that there would be only a handful. Uh, of these anyways. Um, and it was kind of like, to be honest, like um, it gave me personally, it gave me a weird feeling. Like, how are these like just handfuls? Like, what do you mean by handful? Are you only, it gave me the impression that impression that they were only going to give out a certain amount. Like that's basically when you're saying it's only going to be a handful. That's basically what you're saying. So I personally, well, let me back up the medical exemption, Go ahead sorry
0: that that was the process of the exemptions the that yeah. you're talking about they they were saying they were only going to pick a handful of people that what had the religious and medical and medical that I, was it
2: yes let me back back it up to uh it did go into arbitration and we did lose however um because of it you know we had those two exemptions medical and religious. Um, I'll hit on the medical. Yes. So it's weird. Like, how are you going to just say blatantly from the beginning that you're only going to take a handful? Like you don't know how many people are, you know, obviously going to apply for these. And it made me feel Did like you feel in any
0: way that they were discriminating against you. Sorry to cut you
2: off. I honestly felt that way. Like they had the upper hand to discriminate against who they were going to choose um, this, so this honestly prompted a lot of people to also retire. Like, I don't have, you know, especially our older, um, members, like no one wants to be fighting for this kind of stuff. And it did phase out a lot of members, um, a lot of my coworkers to retire because, you know, they didn't want to deal with this and they knew now we lost the arbitration. We lost two things. It's like, well, you know, do I want to continue to fight? And unfortunately, a lot of them did decide that they were no longer going to, um, you know, work there. They just decided like, you know, I'm just going to retire and that's it. Um, As far as the medical, I will say like, I felt when I heard about it, like how they were doing this, it was very, um, very disgusting how they did it, in my opinion. Um, Members took their medical exemptions to their doctors, um, obviously to complete um, complete a form that was designed by the employer. Um, however, central states decided uh, to send them send all of those medical exemptions to a medical consultant network that the company already uses to deny claims. Um, so they're not taking into a fact like that entire member's medical history. Like they're just making it based on this one sheeter. Maybe they asked for more information, but at the end of the day, This is a consultation firm that is paid for denying claims. Like their objective is to deny whatever your, this wasn't a claim that they were being, this is a medical exemption, you guys. Like they're not, and not to mention, to even bring this, sorry, I'm a little like. uh.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Sounds like a rough situation.
2: It's so like, um. It's so upsetting because I know a lot of my coworkers, um, and a lot of them as well come to see me, um, because I am a religious, um, a spiritual healer. Um, so to come and see that, um, for someone that's already suffering from cancer, like you're now putting an additional thing that you probably don't need in your body right now, because you're, I mean, you could debate this issue back and forth, but, right, right. Um, but I will say
0: mute them as they come in Hector (laughs) sorry about that
2: yes so to to even um you know it was just heart-wrenching to see that even your own doctor does not have the power to get you this exemption whatever happened to my body my choice of course Mm. because the narrative is different right now who cares you know what I mean and and it shouldn't be that way I feel like when you have a medical, when you have your doctor who knows you, who knows your reaction to certain medications that you've ever been on. And to know that not only this is in the stages of, it's not even fully, you know, it was approved on an emergency basis, but it's not out of the woodworks, like all the things that can have all the adverse reactions, you know. Um, so it was very, you know, to to say the least, um, a lot of my coworkers kind of, you know, a, a bunch of them just wind up getting it despite their doctors not wanting them to get it. Um, so that's one of the reasons. Um, so I, I, I believe that that is discrimination. I feel like, you know, the employer had the upper hand on who they liked and who they didn't like, Oh, you're going to do this regardless of, you know, your medical exemption or your religious exemption, uh, going down to, um, the religious, uh, the religious, um, people from human resources and the legal department, along with some executive division, were reviewing the religious part. Like, who are you to tell people how, what can and cannot they do with their body? Like, I follow an entirely different, um, you know, belief system that most and all Christians, you know, you could say like, oh, well, I'm Christian. I was raised Catholic, um,
3: I'm sorry, oh, sorry. I, mute, yeah. I I mute the wrong person. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Go, ahead. Go ahead, I'm sorry.
2: No, that's okay. So I'm a mom of seven. Um, I grew up, obviously, Christian, Catholic for that. Um, and although personally, I will say that I am pro-life, I always vote pro-choice for everyone else because it is not my, it is not, I should not be subjected to choose for everyone else. So being a mom of seven is like hard enough. Um, it takes a lot of willpower, resiliency, yeah. and that oh
0: everyone... I commend you, mommy. I have two, and they have me, like, ready to, you know, go crazy sometimes. So for you to tell me you have seven, I I couldn't even fathom the, the idea. I can't, God, I can't listen, you. I
3: cannot believe you, you. you have yeah. seven kids. I mean, you don't even look like you have one. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you're so young. It, I mean,
2: yeah. I did start young. I was a teen mom. Um, And this is one thing that I will say, the great things about working for a unionized workforce is all the benefits that you get, all of, um, you know, you, if you need to go on FMLA, you have that backing. So it's very important to be part of as a Latina, as a young mom, like having an employment that's unionized space. Like that was very important to me to, at one point in my life, get in there. And, and finally I'm here and I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm struggling. Listen, when thing.
3: I, when I heard, when I saw that story on Facebook, when you was like day one and they locking you out and day two, they locking you out. I was like, wait, what the hell is going on here? Now the question I, I really wanted to know the central state, is it run by the IBT?
2: Um, well, it's like separate, to be honest. It's like separate.
3: So Sean O'Brien don't have any any saying in the central states?
2: They can. You know, they can push. You know, obviously we're Teamsters as well. We're union dues paying uh, members. Um, and our, you know, our trustees are all Teamsters. <laughs> um, so I would hope, I would hope for the sake of, you know unionized power that someone would intervene because literally they run this place like a dictatorship like if you do not fit our cookie cutter employee like you're not we don't want you here you know and personally well let me kind of get back on the did I I I just wanted to know
0: like what's happening now like what is like at this moment
2: yeah My religious exemption um, was denied blatantly. And I feel like there's two reasons for that. One, I was an organizer for the strike. Um, I am an activist for, you know, our members as well as others who were denied. And that's their basis. It's like, well, we got them now. Like now, you know, now we're going to corner them. And it's like, this is, you know, now I have to pick and choose, like, do I follow my spiritual path or do I take an employee, do I do I just choose my employment? Like I have to choose between my, my livelihood and, you know, who I am as outside of central states, basically, you know, and I actually love working at the, despite, you know, a lot of issues that I've had from day one that I started working there, being one of the first Latinas that started working there in my department, especially, like I was not welcomed by certain employees, uh, co-workers uh, very well because of you know being latina and working as an analyst i a lot of times it was like well how come you came straight out the street into an analyst role and it's like well i have you know well over 9 years of experience in insurance industry like that's one thing that as a young mom um teen mom like one thing that was instilled in us is like always oh, high for the things that you want to make sure that you create a strong and stable baseline for your family so you don't have to be a statistic. So you don't have to be on welfare, but that kind has always been instilled in me. So definitely this was a huge upgrade given all of the benefits. But what,
3: what, what's a lockout? I mean, what, what oh, they come what, up oh, to the, to the lockout? I mean, why you're not so terminated, lock- right?
2: Oh, so anyone I'm not terminated yet. So anyone who did not receive their exemption, um, we either had to get the vaccine. I'm not getting the vaccine. I cannot get the vaccine. Um, so they decided, they're like, well, you're going to get locked out. What, so we started going back into the building as of Tuesday. Tuesday was the first day back into the building. And literally, they did not grant me access to go in. And it's like, well, I'm here, ready to work. I'm ready to do this. And they literally did not grant me access to go there. I later on found out, I didn't know exactly who all was one of the, you know, obviously the people that were denied. Um their exemptions. Um, and then I found out there was a supervisor there as well. And there was other co-workers and it was just like heart-wrenching, like really they're going to do this. Like we're ready to work. We have our work laptops. Um, can Now this is a thing too, like we're also social distancing at work. There are ways around this. Like you could, we're still working from home. It, it was pretty much like uh, every week we come in one day a week, and then it's a rotation basis. So it's not like we're like my coworkers that sit around me are not there when I come there, and when they get there on the following day, I'm not there, you know. And pretty much like you're social distancing at work anyways. So this is basically more of the the employer being an ass, and you know like we're gonna have it our way or the highway or go find employment somewhere else.
3: But is it CDC? Sir, it's like they have you have to get mandated at no, your at your the, place.
2: No. So the employer decided to change the condition of employment there where everyone needed to get vaccinated unless they met the exemptions. And that's where the issue falls. Like we lost the arbitration for that. So the employer can demand that now. Like that's part of the policy. It was not part of the policy when I got hired six years ago. It was not. It became a policy now.
3: I'm sure I'm still trying to figure out the central state uh, do Brian. Like, I keep thinking that if Brian uh, Sean O'Brien has any say so in that central state. And I'm, I'm like, I
0: don't know. I think, I think Hector, the problem she's having right now is that there's a lot of companies, including the central state's pension fund. That's that are they're going to have mandates and vaccine and vaccine mandates. And it's, it's hard to fight when the company is, is offering these mandates or the state is putting in these mandates and it's very difficult
2: It isn't mandating this anymore the state
0: isn't mandating. no it.
2: my state is not mandating it just anymore. just the company just my company yes gotcha. so that's where the issue is like it's no longer a mandate here in chicago that's where central states is located in chicago or even the state um can some businesses require it? absolutely but it is yeah. not mandated anymore like all those mandates went down right. you don't have Ask anymore to go into yeah. a business establishment. Same
0: here in New York, yeah. Um, yeah. but there are companies still upholding that that right. mandate regulation, unfortunately, which is the issue that you're having and I'll probably a lot of other people are having, unfortunately. How, how, how many, many what what is her local? Is it 705? No, no, no. no. She's in she <laughs> said she said her local already. <laughs> I,
2: so. I you know I identify as local 705, but <laughs> 743.
0: I identify as 705. I like that. Um, To meet another Latina that came today to the TDU conference all the way from uh, uh, Washington, D.C., we have Cardi Boston. Cardi Boston, can you unmute yourself? She's probably driving on her way home right now still. Yeah, I'm actually on
1: the car right now. Can you guys
0: hear me? Yes. Cardi B? Cardi B. Yeah,
1: what's up, Hector? Is that Hector?
0: That's Hector up in the po- the corner there. Oh,
1: what's up? We missed you today, buddy. <laughs> I was looking He's... forward to those sweet hotels
0: that
1: we crashed in all the time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we uh, we yeah. are we are Cardi Boston, uh the original Cardi B, just so you'll know. She's also a Latina <laughs> oh. with TDU. And um uh tell us a little bit about what just happened to you, uh Cardi and yeah, your big yeah. promotion. Sweet.
1: Yeah, we actually just got, we're on the road heading back to DC. I brought a group of people with me to attend their first TDU event. They were really excited to see so many people in one room. I mean, I'm adopted by 804, so my God, it was so good to be there. And they were so excited. They were energized. We learned a lot. I mean, they learned a lot. I learned a lot. I mean, every time you go to a TDU event, you learn so much.
2: Um, david on the
1: history was amazing uh so much you can take out of that conference today
0: absolutely um, yeah, and we had and some also, great workshops today right
1: absolutely the workshops were great i mean i attended the one on uh the driver one in terms of knowing how to do uh with that that driving thing.
0: Protect yourself you against the driving. OJS. Yeah.
1: The OJS. I did the OJS. I didn't do the discipline with the race because I've, I've been to many, many disciplines as a shop steward, you know, haven't served. But it was great to hear the new perspective of the OJS and how that is done. And those guys did a great job. Eight of four ran that as well. Mark was on that, he did a great job running that and learned so much about the OGS, which is critical to my new job. Um, I just got appointed to the role of business agent in my local, so that was great. I take my position um, effective next two weeks and transitioning out of my building as a shop steward to take over that position. So it's great, it's an exciting time. Um, I think you know, all that has happened over the last year, seeing Sean O'Brien today, brought back memories of the campaign trail and, you know, all of that. Two years of hitting the road. No. so rewarding. No. You know, as, a, no. as a unionist and as a teamster, we are doing great things. And I just look forward to more of that. You know, and you guys are definitely nice. an
0: inspiration. Cardi, have you ever met Tilsa Fernandez?
1: Uh, no, I haven't. Just sharing a story, a little bit of it, um, cut into that. I totally understand how you feel. I'm unvaccinated myself and it's been a struggle, but you know, keep it real. <laughs> uh, hopefully my locals don't find out when I, when I walk in that I'm unvaccinated to say you have to be vaccinated, but you know, I, I have done that. But you know, it's definitely something that, you know, continue to fight. I'm, I'm almost in your same position, so I, I do understand why you can't. It's not a situation that everybody could put in. It's not a political thing for me at all. I'm not, right. I'm
2: not at all anti-vaccine.
1: Um,
0: uh, So, you know, it's just a medical situation. That's and Tulsa, you're not, Tulsa, e- you're not exactly an anti-vaxxer either. It's just a matter that's of right. choice, right? For
2: the record, I am not. Um, It's just how this vaccine was made, um, how it was tested. Um, As a shaman practitioner, we do believe in like the lifespan of an animal and anything that's, you know, animal tested also like abortions. Uh, there are, you know, things that that vaccine uh, has currently that goes completely against my belief system. And not only that, I am a healer, I help other others, you know, restore themselves. So how can I as a curandera help my people when I have debris all over my body, you know, within myself, like it creates and fragments into my soul, which in turn have an impact on the community that I serve. And which is something that a lot of people don't like to hear about because they either want to put you as, you know, a religious, you know, no one really wants to talk about like these spiritual aspects Um, of what we're doing as Latinos Um, and not everyone adopts to them. I completely understand, but we're not a cookie cutter, like not all Latinos practice this, not all, you know, so that's kind of like where the frustration is.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. And what is, and like, I asked you before, I, I'm not sure we got, uh, um, what are they doing now? So are you able to now, are you pushing anything?
2: Um, I am not able to do anything right now. Basically what they're doing is that, I have to take every single day. I'm locked out of my computer. I have to call in for a PTO day. So I have to, basically what they're doing is they're pushing us into exhausting our PTO and our vacation time. So in turn, they could fire us for the attendance policy. Cool. we have exhausted all of our times. It's not that we're not willing to work. And that's why I was coming into the building and I'm calling in. It's not that I'm not willing to work. I am willing to work. They're just blocking my laptop where i don't have access to work and i have to u- utilize my pto and my vacation time and that's what's happening for the other members as well so
3: what is your representatives uh doing about this
2: you know like we're doing a grievance um but honestly i don't have too much faith unfortunately i do not have a lot of faith um given that the local you know it's more like an employer-dominated union, like mine, seven forty-three, not seven hundred five, guys.
0: <laughs> so,
2: um, trust
0: me, we know because if it was seven hundred five, <laughs> they'd be in some serious 70. trouble right now. <laughs> uh,
2: so, so, uh, so basically, we, you know, it's it's unfortunate timing right now. Um, even like I will say, like even the coworkers that did receive the exemptions, they're also being discriminated against. Um, They have to eat in certain designated areas. Um, They can't co-mingle with other coworkers. And they're also being harassed uh, by other coworkers that are vaccinated and they're being called stupid. You know, it's just a very hostile environment right now, even though we also have a um, social distancing, which is crazy.
4: But but being that Sean O'Brien took over now, is he aware of this? Of this situation? I don't
2: think so. No.
4: So shouldn't someone let him make him aware of it? Because y'all are all teamsters now and he's running the Teamsters.
2: Yeah. So I would I would hope that this comes up to him. I definitely will reach out to like one of his office. Um we have, I mean, a lot of us, I will say a lot of us did go in and petition with EEOC and following, following with the Labor Board because this is blatant discrimination at its finest and um I would say for myself and some of our unionized um activists, I mean it was just like absolutely we're not granted, absolutely not you're you know so it's definitely I would say that the company is trying to um show who has power and that is them at the moment, but you have to resist all those things. and for for myself, it's just not feasible for me to bend on this one issue. I could bend on a lot on a lot of on other things i'm willing to work but when you're asking me to alter um my physical body um for the sake of a nine to five employment i have other things outside have of work.
4: have life. you reached out to you I, don't, I can't recall if you said you were still a tdu member
3: have you reached out to tdu and what is tdu gonna, to to do? To? What is uh-huh. gonna do what is tdu gonna do well, they have, they can reach out to Sean O'Brien, too. Well, Sean O'Brien yeah, listens get, to the show. He's going to listen to what's going on right now. He's definitely going to give a shout she out. Needs to reach out to plenty of people. Yeah, but to try to T- this, uh, what, what is TDU going to do? I mean, tell me what TDU is going to do. Educate you? They have a voice where they can reach out to
4: Sean O'Brien and see if he's aware of this situation. You don't know. We don't know.
3: Jamie,
0: are you uh, a TDU member? Jamie, no, he's not.
3: No,
4: but you all—you can reach out and and, and I, what what is, what is the guy named David Levine? Yeah, he he can reach out to somebody you don't know. Is she, he needs help.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, Tulsa, you got a you got a, a big fight ahead of you. Uh yeah. I I know that you're a strong woman. You, I feel like you have what it takes to take on something like this and you're a true leader. So, you know, I would say just keep up the fight and again, reach out, reach out to to uh other leaders, you know, like from 705. Um Richard DeVries today was at a was was giving one of the uh one of the um uh workshops and he was talking about best handling and best practices for grievance handling. Um mm-hmm. maybe he can help you with a grievance that'll have some teeth. I mean, I know you don't have a lot of uh you know, like you said, you don't have a lot of faith in the grievance procedure at this point with the way it's been going, but um, it's not something that, it's it's put on paper. It's not something they could throw away. It's almost like it's basically a legal document. You know,
2: Absolutely. it's, so. I, I definitely agree with you. Like we are going to proceed with that, with the grievance um, um, in addition to like the other avenues that we're taking um, and it's, you know, like I'm running out of time here. <laughs> my PTL bank is about to expire, you know? So um, it's, but definitely I, I, this is one fight that I am going to continue to fight because it is is unjust, it is unfair and it is discriminatory to like my community. And what am I, what message am I sending to all of my Latinos uh, that are teamsters that shit hits the fan and we just have to backpedal? Hell fucking no, absolutely not. We take the fucking fight right back over there
3: absolutely and i like the way you're talking too you're, you're my type of girl motherfucker <laughs> they're gonna take the fight yeah. absolutely
0: <laughs> all right well wow we got a lot of people here also T- till so we we will get back to you but we're gonna go around the room here and say what's up to everybody greg kerwood how you doing i'm from boston local 25 all right brother dean dawes all the way out from california what's going on brother dean he's there somewhere we got our brother, Phil Pasiri. We got Joe. I believe that's Doherty. Um, Barry Dwayne. Wow, I haven't seen that name in quite some time. What's going on, brother Barry? He can't
3: and even course, get his mic on, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, he's probably just listening to the show. And Cardi Boston, all the way from uh, D.C. He came down from Local 639 with a few people at the... Uh,
3: you forgot Carl D- Morial.
0: Where's Carl Morial? Oh, Carl Morial is there. Oh, I haven't seen Carl for a while either. What's up, Carl? What's going on there, buddy? Um... Real quick, what's up, Tom? Uh, we had the TDU convention today. Um, we had some the great Tilsa. I know you know him. Uh, the great Richard Devries, that's been with local seven hundred five for a long time. Um, he's uh, he's a, a wealth of information, and not not only did he do the grievous handling and best worst practices, which is a great course that I took a few times with him, um, he also did the strike preparation. Now, we all know that since Sean O'Brien took office, there's been a lot of talk of strike, right? So, you know, listening to Richard DeVries made me see strikes in a whole different light. I was only 21 years old the last time I went on strike. I don't know how many people on here were there. Um, if you were there, raise your hand. Okay. Uh, how old were you back then, Dean, when you were on strike in 1997? <laughs> yeah. 32. Uh, Okay, Um, you Would know, we- I didn't know much about the process. I just knew I was out there on the picket line, but there's a lot to consider when you're going on a strike and a lot of preparation, which I didn't realize So I sat in DeVries' What is wrong DeVries's with you?
3: What's wrong till- with all of you?
0: <laughs> so we sat in DeVries' class. Um, he really made me see all the things that we have to do in preparation for the strike, getting members involved in engagement. We all know that there was only what Hector about 170 something thousand people that voted in this election, less, less. When you have that amount of people that are participating in a vote, that can be a little scary when you're trying to strike and you have 340 thousand, uh, you know, UPSs across the country, and you're only getting. And all those people that voted, that 100, don't think that that 170 or 160,000 were all UPSers. No, they weren't. There's 1.3 million Teamsters in that election. So if you could imagine what the percentage of UPSers was. um, Dean, you might have the percentage, (laughs) knowing you. Uh, No, you don't have that. So, you know, it's a, it's a little um, scary when you think about that. And and the thought that the company is watching this. Hector always likes to say that the company watches the numbers. Fuck they, the company. They, they, they know that if we're ready to strike or not ready to strike, they're looking to divide and conquer. And they're already preparing. As, if you guys noticed in most of the buildings, they're already hiring extra supervisors because they're preparing these supervisors to do the work. You know they've doubled up in supervisors almost. We everywhere have that I've seen. we
3: have members crossing over to the dark side because it's of that. They are they they are hiring uh, supervisors left and right here in local way. and a lot of them you know are yeah. always crying for the union. Save my job, please, please. I got to make forty days just to get into the union, and now they offering these. Uh, Packages to these uh to these drivers now, and they are they are crossing over to the dark side.
0: Yeah. Well, um, thankfully Sean O'Brien was on the no. call today. If no. you guys all know no. Sean O'Brien, no. uh, no, he was mentioning the the procedure and how he would be moving forward, in um, you know, as far as the Eastern Region Director package. You got the, well, let me go over the list here that I I have in my uh phone. So we got the Western Region Director package, which will be Mark Davidson and his Assistant Director, Victor Moneros. You have their Eastern Region Director, Vinnie Perrone, who's our president and principal officer on Local 804 and his Assistant Director, Joe Faudi. Then you have the Central Region Director, Dennis Roberts with his assistant, James DeWeese. And then in the Southern Region, you have Thor Johnson and his Assistant Director, Donnie West. So they definitely planned out a nice way to deal with the directors of package and how they plan to communicate with one another and how they plan to deal with that. Um, Another thing that I got from this contract, um, and not only that, we also had a workshop called winning the UPS contract we deserve and why it's so important and why it's necessary. And some of the things that you people have to understand is the whole world is going to be watching what happens at this strike. This is how imperative and important it is for us to win a good contract. And if we have to strike, it's going to be just necessary because we need to show corporate America that the bottom 90% is not having it anymore. Um, You got Amazon workers in Staten Island who just voted to unionize. Um, They have their own independent union called the ALU, by a member uh a, a young man who was fired he's about it he was about 31 i think when he got fired he was um, a
3: supervisor for amazon right and, and he, he got fired and he staged it all right go ahead yeah because you know i because, got a lot of shit to say about this
0: yeah but uh let's start with the with the actual what happened which was he was tired of the way they weren't they were violating the CDC regulations and not following CDC guidelines.
3: He was tired um, of facting, of firing those members that he's now going to represent. Go ahead.
0: And then well, I don't know about that. I, I know that he, uh, he tried was a to supervisor. Walk
3: out. He was a supervisor. He was a
0: supervisor. Okay, he got he fired
3: was, as a supervisor, and now he's organizing the members that he fired. Okay, go ahead.
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I have not go, heard ahead, that go he ahead just fired keep, any just members.
3: just i, just I, never, I, I, I guarantee you i guarantee you just like any other supervisor fired at some point fired when he was at a supervisor's position and now he's organizing the members okay go ahead
0: okay all right so um he ended up you know starting a movement where he was able to go out and meet these members speak to them one-on-one at the bus stops. Uh, at this particular bus stop, set up a tent. He would have food for them. Um, he worked with his uh, best friend, a guy by the name of Derek Palmer, and then a a woman by the name of Angelica Maldonado, who was also helping. Who were Angelica Maldonado and Derek Palmer were both uh, on a call today with TDU. Spoke a little bit about their movement and how they won. It was very nice to hear from them. Angelica Did Maldonado they win? started. In 2018. Well, they won union recognition. So right, they have, right. So
3: right have, now, the, the the Amazon don't even have to sit down with them to negotiate anything because they are not like Teamsters. You know, they don't have a ca- they don't have a charter. They don't have anything right now to present to the company as a organized. Uh, I don't even what local is it? I mean,
0: it's it's not a local. It's the ALU, A-L-U. Okay. Amazon Labor A-L-U. ALU,
3: okay, which is not well, right recognized. Now going to court. Yeah, they are going to court, but the company could choose not to even sit down with them if they didn't want to. They have no. Well, this no is backing. what
0: happens when you're dealing with a multi-mega company like Amazon. They're gonna now try to file charges. They're gonna take them to court. are how many years? That would that take? Oh, it could take. They can keep them in court for the amount of, of money. Years. It, it take yeah, a it lot could of be. years.
3: They're going to they be got filing the... charges right. on
0: top of charges. You know, right now they're going after the NLRB, saying the NLRB was biased. They're going after, um, they're saying that they were selling, uh, they were giving marijuana away to the employees to help, to help uh, convince them to join. They uh, said that they were. Um, that they were lying to people about something to get them to I just ha- I just hate
3: to be Debbie that- the Downer right now, and yeah. I'm going to be Debbie, Debbie the be Downer. Be Debbie Downer.
0: It's all right. Yeah,
3: absolutely. But, I mean, it's just if what people want You know, what I say is people want to say, and they don't have the balls to say, so I'm going to say it.
5: Okay.
3: So the thing is this. This is a multi-billion dollar company in Staten Island with 8,000 members. Where the fuck was Teamsters and this guy that just... Got fired as being a supervisor. Organized eight thousand members when we have a fucking membership of one point three million, and we can't even organize eight thousand fucking Amazons. Where the fuck was Teamsters when it was time to organize that Staten Island facility? One guy, one guy that got fired did it.
2: Can I chime in on? Yes, please, please. (laughs) So I went to a troublemaker school here in Chicago at uh, the Chicago Teachers Union um, place. And we had a few of the guys from Amazon. I think they're called Amazonians. They uh, organized. Amazonians
0: United, AU. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's another,
0: another organization. Go ahead.
2: So, of course, we were talking to them as Teamsters. Like, did you guys ever, you know, consider the Teamsters? And they're like, absolutely, but we're not trying to pay all those hefty union fees, the union dues. And it's like, but what you're getting, do you realize? Like, we were trying to explain to them, like, how Teamster contracts works versus when you're just organizing without the legal background. And, I mean, they were very resistant over it. Like, I'm already getting gypped as it is, and I'm not trying to pay, like, these hefty union dues. So that's pretty much, I would say like, uh, predominantly, uh, Amazon workers. I mean, they, they're living paycheck to paycheck and, you know, they're operating out of scarcity instead of like thriving, you know, it's like, you're either, you know, so my impression when we were speaking to, to the guy that was organizing, organizing the Amazon is like, they weren't trying to pay, uh, union dues, but we, actually explain to them it's it's a percentage of what you make you're not going to pay the same thing as someone that's making well over 100k you know what i mean right so that's just (laughs) that that's my little two cents
0: well also to answer hector's question um question it's not even a question it's a statement is it is it is it where were the teamsters well Well, yeah i mean right now he's right
3: now this guy chris chris smalls which i'm gonna probably get him on the radio show one one of these days if i could get a hold of him and I, I, cause I got a lot of questions to ask him because, you know, this is a guy that's <laughs> haven't been in the Teamsters in many, many years. We have, we have an o- organizing department in Teamsters that is a big department that we pay a lot of money to with our union dues to pay for this organization uh, department. And this one guy sat in front of a bus stop. And to tell to tell me that he organized a Amazon that we've been having so much trouble to getting into this building as Teamsters, any other locals throughout the whole United States, and this one guy standing in a bus stop is 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 organizing eight thousand members in one facility. What did that tell you? I mean, I know he's hunting. Tells me that. that Tells 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 you what? Drop
0: the ball. That's what it tells me. It does drop the ball. It does say hot drops
3: the ball. Plain
0: and simple. But okay. there's a new sheriff in town now, Sean O'Brien, and he's already meeting with Chris. He's already having talks right. Well, Chris with, is Chris is, Chris is meeting right
3: with people. everyone. He's not only meeting right. with Sean O'Brien. He's right, meeting he's with he's the teachers union. He's trying to talk to the. He's right trying people, to get. The he's trying to get anybody to back him up. And the best person to back him up right now it will be Sean O'Brien. I right. mean, he shouldn't be even going anywhere else to shop around. And see who's going to back him. Because the only one that can really back him and know the un- industry will be the Teamsters. The, the, I mean, the teachers you well, ain't going to help. When it comes to
0: warehouse and trucking and driving, definitely us. Absolutely. I agree with you. But in the end, it's going to be his decision what he decides to do. And from what I understand, he's going to try to interview well, I a bunch mean, of unions. Why, why, why do he committee? has to
3: decide to do? I mean, he's just one person. He, I mean, he... D-
0: not just one person. He's a committee. Okay. He's got a a committee. committee of what? He's like 14, 15 of them. Okay. 14, of 15 organizers. of
3: them. Okay. So, organizers. So, so right. 14 versus 8,000 members. Okay. Th- well, that's well, what, I'm so, so right. so what I'm talking guys. about. So, you got 14 guys. Is- you got 14 people in the committee. Go ahead. Get upset. I see you getting upset. I'm not getting upset. I'm just trying to like whatever because I know I know so it, I listen. I'm just Debbie the downer and I'm just trying you're to put not I'm downer. just I'm just putting it, you know, out there, yeah. straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can put it out is. there but I'm
0: telling you you're, it you're, like
3: de- it is you're defending something. I'm just trying to trying I'm to I'm, I'm not trying I'm, I'm trying to just what's happening. I'm just trying to tell you so, 14 guys committee that you call and women not just guys. Okay, men and women, 14 committees versus the membership of the warehouse. They have the right. They have the, so right. This, they have so, the right to so say. So this is what happens.
0: So he's going to sit down and interview people, and then he's going to let his membership vote, just like he did, just like he was able to get out there and get the twenty five hundred people to vote to have a union. He's going to do the same thing. What What and, I'm pissed
3: off about is that even if he does uh, create something, whatever it is, he's going to create. He has. If he comes into the team, says so that means he's going to have to create another local in the New York State area? You understand what I'm saying?
0: Well, it depends how it goes. It's, it's
3: only two locals that in that region, which is 177 and 804, that has the the um, the rights to you know to jurisdiction, right for for warehouse. So, to make it simple, to make it simple, instead of shopping around and looking for who's going to be the best for him or whatever, get into the teamsters. Let the teamsters back him up get into one of those locals or 804 we prefer 804 but you know what are you doing if you have the, if you have it in your hand right now that you can move forward with it and show this company that they have backing by the Teamsters why are you shopping around I I don't get it if you have it think- let's 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 go f- forward.
0: I understand where you're coming from, but we're we're missing the point here. The, the point is that there's people can that I are working into this I, I, and I'm, fight I'm, to have unions. Me. Absolutely, absolutely, Greg. <laughs> just so part just of the advantage quick, actor, oh, okay. the, the All right, here we go.
3: Do you want you talking about? Him. I'm Debbie the Diner. He is Debbie the Diner right now.
6: <laughs> never, <laughs> never. I'm, I'm no bolder than you? you are.
3: What's wrong <laughs> with all of you? What you say? I'm sorry, Craig, because <laughs> I could shut you the fuck down in a few seconds. <laughs>
0: He you said he did do that. His you're not
3: you're not you're non-tdu guy.
0: <laughs> he is he is TDU. He's on the steering committee. No shit. We're in a shirt right now, buddy. right. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, whippy do part of the
3: advantage Hole in the wall. that
6: Chris Smalls had, and part of his if, if you listened to Angelica yesterday, part of I the did advantage not, that he I did not, I did not when they were organizing people, was that they they told them that they had their they were gonna have their own union, they were gonna have their own say. That they weren't outsiders coming in to organize, and that gives them an advantage, gave them an advantage. I'm not saying the team didn't drop the ball, because they did, but the reality is, is that those people had a connection already to the people that worked in that warehouse. They knew who they were. They were being organized by their coworkers, by their friends, by the people that they saw every day. They, they knew how to talk to them. They knew how to relate to them. They knew how to to deal with the issues. They knew what the issues were in the warehouse. They have an organizing advantage because they're coming from the inside. And part of the concern of the people in the warehouse was that it would be someone from outside coming in and telling them what to do, what they were going to do, what they weren't going to do. And so you're you're turning it around in the sense of why didn't the outside people come in and do this, but the inside people have the advantage when it comes to organizing. So so, you know, obviously they're gonna yeah, have but challenges. Who was the
3: inside you. who was the inside? Well guy?
0: Angelica actually had a very compelling. All story. the people on the
6: on that committee are all inside. Uh, who,
0: he got who's, fired. Who's, not, they weren't all fired.
3: Right. Well, Chris Smalls is not from the inside. He he got fired as a supervisor. And like right. like he Tony said, the Palmer
4: guy. Derek Palmer's from the inside. He's the vice president. Right. He's the one that helped them organize it. But there, they're a there, self-organized
6: sorry. unit. They have they, organized themselves into their own union.
3: Right. The teams that didn't do anything to help this Chris Smalls.
6: I didn't say that they did. Okay. Well,
3: actually, no, no, no. Uh, Jamie some of did. Jamie did. From
0: the beginning, well, um, nobody listens to Jamie. We we had a. Uh, <laughs> I believe at the time, Dave Sintron, when he first got fired, he was out there uh defending with with Chris Smalls. Um, but the, I think the point you're trying to make, Greg, which is, is is very clear, is that the they definitely were like the voice of their people there. And right. Angelica's story, when she talked about the, the women that were there from Africa and how she brought them the African fried rice, these big, um, you know, like lasagna trays full of African fried rice. And the woman tasted and said, that tastes just like the one we get at home and you know when they would bring pizza after that, she was like, "Where's the rice?" You know, like it was just that that connection that they had with the workers there. That's what gave them the advantage. Yeah, the, the Teamsters at the end of the day, Hoffa was in power. They weren't. Uh, they, they were trying to get something going, but it was a little too late. Smalls was already working on this for almost two years. I have
3: I have building a, his committees. I have a, a hundred percent confident that Sean O'Brien is going to turn that around and better for the Teamsters. I, not because of the Teamsters, just is 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 a better. It's a better union to represent those members. Now, I see on the chat, it says they already heard that they've been advised not to talk to Sean O'Brien about this, uh, this organizing. Do you hear anything about that?
0: No. Where do you see that? You see
3: it on the chat, on the, on the Mixler chat.
0: Man.
3: I already heard that he's been advised not to go with Sean O'Brien to, be on his, to have his own people by whom so the members are telling this guy chris smalls to not go with the teamsters
6: according to whom
3: according to whatever whoever wrote that who's
0: <laughs> you talking <laughs> about Cheo? somebody right. in the chat yeah somebody by the name of Cheo who's in our chat he says here teamsters are only good at collecting our union dues that's all um i have to disagree with you i mean there might be some locals that i know that has been the case but Teamsters in general, just collecting dues. I think that's uh, that's a pretty blanket statement. You know, there's a lot more going on with the dues money that you get than you would. Uh, you know, to say something like that. That's. Uh, let's see here, Cheo's. I already heard that's been advised not to go with O'Brien by his own people. No Teamsters at all. He's not doing it with the Teamsters. Uh, so Cheo's from six five seven up. Oh. There it goes. That that's what's completely six, what's, what's understandable. What's the difference between six five those, seven? I think six, six five seven is that local in uh, Texas that's been having issues. If I'm not mistaken, oh, che, well. che, Yeah, I think so. Chael, are you from San Antonio, Texas? Right, anyway, I believe... uh, Joan.
3: Joan had her hand up because I know she's wants to chime in on this shit. So, Joan, just unmute yourself and Joan? say, "Joan Elaine."
0: Hey, Joan Elaine, go ahead, darling. Hey, Tony, how are you going,
7: Joan? You're are right? I'm alright. How you doing? That, <laughs> Uh, 657 is uh, San Antonio, first of all, Um, but you know, do you know why people are scared about what's going on right now. Can you imagine if we have Amazon organized as Teamsters, when the UPS contract expires next year. We'd be a powerhouse. Oh, they, wouldn't we'd be be able to cross, they wouldn't be able to cross our picket lines.
0: Well, that was some of the discussion today, Joe. Yeah, That's what made was. this feel yeah. so powerful. If we yeah. as as UP UPSs and Amazon workers are working side by side, right? Um, um, you know, trying to keep these companies in line, yeah, we have the power. I mean, you're talking about about what almost 800 or 900,000 Amazon workers, and then on top of that, about 300, almost 50,000 UPS employees. I mean that's a pretty big number. A-
7: Amazon's growing. We don't even know how many employees they have because of the independent contractors they have out there. So, it, it, we would be we would be a, we would run the nation. Yeah, the but there'll be
3: no way. It would be no way in the way, if God's willing to give us mm-hmm. all the Amazon to buy right, by right. by, by right. 2023, that'd right. be a fucking miracle that we right. even oh, no good Negotiate one fucking building. I mean, there's right. thousands of fucking buildings of Amazon's out there, yeah. and I know Sean O'Brien has a good team going out there right now. I know what he's doing. Uh, I, it's gonna take a while. It's not. It's not gonna be overnight that it's gonna be fixed. That he's gonna have a good uh, department to organize these guys. But I, I know the directions he's going is the right direction. I mean, I, I see it. I, I agree. Yeah. I see that he's. Uh, he. He. Congratulations to. Uh, to Anthony, he's now a full-time organizer for the IBT. Nice. Did he did he he didn't say <laughs> Thank
0: that. Thank you. It, no, it hasn't been made official. But, yet. I was gonna that's say, how come I'm, I'm, it. I'm I was, not here at Iowa But that's was, what Sean I O'Brien is doing.
3: Do yeah, Sean O'Brien is going in the right direction. Be, you know, because half a half a fucked up, fucked it all up.
7: Oh yeah, he dropped. And the ball you
3: know, too. it's not it's not something that you know Sean is getting into office and everything is pretty he's got a he has got a lot of work to do just to fix the shit that he fucked up so right. everybody's got to be patient um and as far as organizing I, I mean i i like i said he's he's leading the right way and we need that we need more yeah. teamsters in this in this uh in this union we need better uh we need the amazon i mean amazon is taking over period yeah they are, I, I, I mean they they really right are. now the company is is down on on volume um layoffs are coming up yep is is you know they're taking everything back what they gave to this company so yeah i agree it is no i agree
7: i i actually agree with you on this one heck i agree with you
3: no one ever agrees with me
7: and 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 and, and one thing hector please Fuck. be nicer to greg oh, okay be nicer to greg why he's be fucking nicer to greg if that Listen, makes you feel just better. because
3: you you're the only person that listens to him singing on facebook
7: uh... <laughs>
3: there's three there's three. Oh, there's three okay <laughs> I, I, I like
0: greg's music That's oh my god as soon as i
3: hear greg go <clears throat>
5: shut it I down see,
0: uh, <laughs> carl morial also has his hand up carl you got something to want
5: to say there brother Listen, I think the fact that Chris was able to organize this, this one building in, in Staten Island is amazing. Um, and let's be honest, he's keeping it democratic. He wants to shop around, get the best deal for his members, and see who's going to lead them in the right direction. Hopefully the Teamsters can prove that it will be the Teamsters and they, they're able to work together going forward. But he's got to bring it back to his membership and ask them, What do you guys want? Because that's how it all started for him. He asked them what they want and he got what they he's trying to get what they want. So he's got to bring all these unions back to his membership and ask them what they want.
0: And that goes side by side with again what we were talking about today at the TDU convention is how does this coincide with our contract? So if we strike a militant strike across the board and we get a great contract. Why wouldn't, you know, Amazon employees see this and say, wow, these guys are militant. This is the kind of union that I want to be a part of. You know, this is, this is something that could definitely. And then, again, while Chris Smalls is trying to, again, in a month, they're going to be at it again at another facility in Staten Island. While we're on our strike campaign and doing what we need to do, at the same time, we need to show them support. And Sean O'Brien already said we will support them in any way he can. So while we're supporting Amazon workers on their front lines as they're trying to unionize and organize, uh, at the same time, we're fighting our contract campaign, engaging our members, letting our members know that this is a strike. It's not, listen, a lot of people think that this strike is just going to affect us UPS workers. No, it's not. You know, Chris Williams had said something really, really huge today while we were at the TDU convention and we were in Richard DeVries' class, and he spoke about the importance of getting everybody involved. And he looked around the room and he said, anybody who's ready for a strike, raise your hand. About half the members in the room raised their hand. And he said, no, even if you're not ready to strike, you should raise your hand to let the company know that you're willing to strike. And then he asked the question again and everybody in that damn room raised their damn hand. So we have to let the company know that we're ready to strike. And as Richard DeVries was saying, if at the count, if we all start voting for a strike authorization, which a lot of us still have to do, um, forget and we about have an ready. Overwhelming.
3: Forget about ready to strike. We got a fucking guy that don't give a fuck about this company and says either you give us what the fuck we want or we fucking strike. And there's no more bargaining with this company anymore. Now with Sean O'Brien there, there's no more bargaining. This company is in fucking in full notice that they fuck with the membership, you got a guy that's going to use his fucking cojones and fucking put it on the table and says, <coughs> fuck you guys, we're going on strike as of today. That's, that's the good thing about it because with Hoffa, it was always a negotiation with him and the company and what, what the company's going to do for him and what he could do for the company. And that's over with. This company is in notice right now. Either you fix your shit or you're going to be fucking paying a lot worse than you think with fafa with well uh yeah absolutely uh, right
0: and and that's how we all feel but at the end of the day we still need those hundred and something 60,000 uh ups's that voted we all know that that vote is going to happen if we go all vote for a strike authorization those guys are obviously going to vote it happened
3: on the last one
0: but those 300 and the other you know Three hundred. I mean, we're not talking about an election. That was just an election. No, that wasn't an
3: election. When we voted, remember when Uh, it was a vote to go on strike the last time because right, right. exactly, right. We have that's
0: the that's the kind of. But was it ninety eight percent of the three hundred forty thousand people? You know, or was it just ninety eight percent of the amount of of people that voted. voted? Correct. So what I'm saying is, we need to have at least over 150 to 200,000 people voting on uh, against this, you know, to strike. This is what we need to show the company that we're willing to go, you know, and that takes work. That takes hitting the buildings, telling the members, engaging the members, letting them know how important this is. Hector, you more than anybody know what it's like to hit these buildings and try to convince people to vote for something. But for something like this, a strike where you gotta let them know, listen, this is the next five years of your life. This can affect everybody. And it's not just affecting us. The whole world is watching. The Amazon workers are watching. The Starbucks people that are unionizing are watching. The teachers are watching. The nurses are watching. All the unions, electrical unions, um, whatever it is, carpenter unions, plumbing unions, everybody's watching this because we are the biggest. We are the baddest. And we always have been. But on the hoppers you know last 20 years no it hasn't been that how way. long feels that way, how long the was struggle... the
3: last strike in 98 and 97 two weeks yeah two weeks
8: two you know. and a half well it ended up, ended up being uh the third monday of the strike is when it got resolved is when the country the company finally capitulated It ended up being almost three weeks for most some of some people yeah
3: well, you know, I didn't, I, didn't go I, back, I, was, I didn't go back to work. I don't think first. I don't think if we do go on strike now, it's not going to even last 2 weeks. I think after after 3 days they're going to sit down with us and say, hey, "Let's let's 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 negotiate because this will be terrible, terrible for this company that if we go out for 2 weeks. And it, and the funds are there, I believe. We have over 300 million in in the strike fund. Strike fund so you know and, it'll,
8: and it'll go it'll go three mondays again just like last time you think so oh yeah that's that's the company's wow. whole goal wow. so the first first monday of the strike everybody's out there rah rah yay you know fight this right. then we get to the end of the week and you got your paycheck and then you go home and everybody has a good weekend you come back to work that second monday we're all out there the end of that week there's no paycheck and everybody goes home and cries in their beer all weekend long. They come back on that third Monday, and the company company thought for sure that 50%, if not more, of the workforce was going to cross the picket line on that third Monday morning. And less than 2% of the workforce ended up crossing the picket line total throughout the whole strike. That's why the company threw in the towel that Monday night. They expect... They had all their internal numbers, they were telling all their management people, we are holding out, we are not gonna give in to this union, we are going to break this union, we will not throw in the towel. They lied to all their management people about how badly they were going to fight it. And then that third Monday, less than two, by the, by the third, there was people that were trickling across during the two weeks, but by the end of that third Monday, less than 2% of the workforce had crossed the picket <laughs> lines across the country.
3: And how long did it take for them to recover from that strike?
8: I have no idea. I don't know any of the internal numbers.
3: Because they, they, they this company thinks about the investments, the investors, and, and the money and, and all that. I mean, if they are willing to go that <laughs> long. They,
7: they, they, they lost huge accounts that they never recovered. Yeah. They lost huge accounts. They lost JCPenney. They lost the, um, who was the computer? Dell, I think. They lost. Um,
0: Nike, I believe.
7: Nike, yes. You're My right, shade. Nike. They're all exclusively. On, um, yeah. Go ahead, go Phil. On.
3: Phil, you got something to say? Phil, you yeah, got sorry, something to was... say? If not, well, not if, if not, mute, mute your freaking ass. I well, mute... go for it, Mike, we hear you.
4: back.
7: Can I can I ask Tulsa a question? Sure,
3: Absolutely. go ahead. She was ready. Yes. She was ready to get some hey, water.
7: Sis, Lane Miller, local 623 in Philadelphia. Um, what do I understand correctly that the basis of your grievance is that the your employer decided whose medical exemption they would accept and whose they wouldn't
2: yes so okay. for the medical part sent it over to a consultation firm that they used to deny claims they used the same one to do the medical uh, third part yeah, about that right and then for the religious part um HR, along with their legal team, decided who would get it.
7: Gotcha. So they just like hand chose who they wanted. and Exactly. But I don't yes. get
3: that gotcha. religious part. So why would they hold you and lock you out for a religious part? I don't.
2: Because it wasn't approved. Like they didn't approve my religious exemption because they didn't feel that it was a heartfelt statement that I made to them. Um, they didn't ask for research documentation. I mean, it was just a heartfelt statement. Like, why do you feel you um, need a religious ex- exemption? So I explained myself in there, and they felt like it was not. And I don't think that it was. To be to be fair, I've completed uh, well over forty five uh, religious exemptions for people who practice shamanism or needed them for a different uh, purpose. All of them were approved except mine. <laughs> but but
3: that's that's your private life. I mean, why would they wanna? Exactly. Why why would they? hold you back because that's your private life i mean whatever religion you're on or whatever religion you are it shouldn't affect the fact that you got going to work or uh, you know don't want to take the vaccination i i I don't i don't get why they want to know that
2: yeah it should be across the board that's yeah exactly it is a heartfelt it's like why is it i will not subject myself to that and i explain I'm like, well, as a mom of seven, like, I obviously didn't abort my children, you know, and no, you know, I'm not throwing shade on anyone. No, I who, feel the same way. Who has done that, but right. itself will tell you, obviously, the integrity of how this is so important to me not to be a part of, and I'm not a non-vaxxer either. It's just this particular vaccine is not something that I could take based on my spiritual religious beliefs.
7: Now, you were very educated about the vaccine. You know, I I consider myself educated about the vaccine, but you knew a hell of a lot more than I did. So, you know, you did your research. Nothing but respect.
2: And to be honest, like, I did the research because a few of my mentees that I mentor in shamanism, and also, like, I'm an ordained minister, came to me for help. And I'm like, well, I really- How many hats do you wear? (laughs) <laughs> tell you, how did you have time to have seven kids
0: don't you also do like a podcast
2: yeah i yes i have i'm a co-host in that podcast and the blessed life university podcast so wow. yeah a few, um, and I'm you know an activist in the community as well, um, mentoring teen parents. That's one thing that, honestly, I'm segueing into opening up my own nonprofit, non for profit. Um, I believe that um, every young mom, every single woman, um, should focus on healing. Um, in order to step into your biggest, baddest self, you need to focus on healing and repairing those broken fragments into. into in your body um, to become that better person um, that you want, and everyone wishes to be better at everything, obviously. But you can't get there until you start. Um, you start your healing process, and that healing process is a little bit different for everyone. I went to therapy for so many years, um, and it helps so much. And I always, you know, advocate for young moms as well. Like, it's not easy being a parent, um, let alone being a parent of like two seven th- children. <laughs> yeah.
3: you know i'm I'm glad my kids are grown <laughs> <uncle>. and married <laughs>
2: yeah so you know that's that's pretty much what i'm about um and you'll constantly give me like new things new ventures um and that's one thing like um i actually opened up uh it's called the goddess temple in logan square um so i'm in in the works of doing that because i do want to expand to help other women with their healing process
0: let me ask you. you something, Tosa. Are you ready to strike?
2: I'm ready to strike all the time. She <laughs> all the time. She's
3: let ready to strike, strike right now. When
2: our strike, strike happens, like, like, fuck this shit. Let's just strike. Let's show the employer that exactly. we're willing to unite in this. And let me, I was going through a really hard divorce. Financially, it was the worst time in my life to have done something like that. But I stood out there with everyone. And if anyone in the would financially struggle over this it was me but I, you know what everything in my opinion is figure outable you can figure shit out i called you know my credit card companies like hey i'm on strike and you wouldn't believe like a lot of a lot of companies were like oh no worries you actually have a strike benefit if you have your right. capital one through your you know and that's another thing that that we need to educate our members on because everyone rejects the fact of going on strike oh i'm not going to be able to pay my bills well if you actually call and you start calling your credit card companies or all your bills, you would be surprised. Like, they'll actually hold off two months so you can recover yourself. Like, I would say, like, my local, unlike 705, which, you know, I love them. <laughs> we did. The
7: 705, motherfucker. <laughs> yep. I identify as 705, motherfuckers.
0: Um. <laughs> Hector, you're rubbing off on these people. What is wrong with you?
2: What's wrong with all of you? I so 705 they actually have a strike fund 743 does not so literally yeah. we had to stay out in order to start getting the strike benefit we had to stay out longer right so, right you know honestly weakened our strike because not only was it below zero it was raining it was horrible but we still did it so it's it sent a message out to our employer like especially i would say like Don't always think that you're going to win everything, but you will gain respect from your employers. So when COVID hit, our employer knew like these mother effers are going to strike or they're going to stop working like we need to move quickly. So our employer, I mean, it was no bargaining issue that went on. During that, was it perfect? It wasn't perfect, but our employer kind of knew. 705, they were on it within two weeks. Like they were contacting their barns to make sure that they had a COVID relief. They also voted to take some of the money out of their strike fund into a COVID relief for their members. I'm like, what? Like this, I want to be part of them. so bad. You know, and I would love to see that in obviously my own local. But anyways, I get a little bit...
0: No, no, no. I'm glad you mentioned the whole part of the money thing because that's something we were discussing and Richard DeVries in the workshop was also talking about is having at least the minimum of a few months of bills in the bank already so you don't have to worry about it. And then one of the members actually brought that up and you can call some of the companies and actually, let them know what you're going through, and they might be able to do something for you. He also suggested that you try to make sure all your credit cards are paid. So this way, if you need to use credit cards to pay anything, you'll have them because they're already be paid. That's majority,
3: crazy. majority of the uh, the members or whatever are living check by week, check. Week, dude. Exactly. And and, 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 and what do you tell that guy? That's the right guy. Now. That's, See, the that's, that's the guy that's gonna part. cross. That's the guy that's gonna cross the picket line and says, you know, "Fuck well, you know, this." You
7: tell him, hey, you know what you tell them heck, you tell them to join you join local credit union that has payroll deduction and you could put ten dollars a week, fifteen dollars a week, whatever. Now start like now he should have started already. Oh yeah. Anywhere from fifty to hundred to what? whatever they can afford a week. But the- yeah, but like was, the part like Hector's talking about a part-time, <laughs> just you not making that much money. So
3: So what what were you was gonna say? Tilsa? I
2: would say like uh financial education is extremely imperative for uh, a members um, how to fund their life insurance. I'm not a life insurance agent. I clause, I, I don't sell that. Um, but I was an underwriter in my past past employer, and we dealt with long-term insurance, life insurance, how to fund that in order to borrow. Like it's kind of like creating your own bank um, with your own funds. And it's it's not just a lot of benefit, you know, after you die, a huge benefit. You can actually borrow from that bank to pay off children's college tuition, emergency, you know those sorts of things and I feel like everyone needs to know this like this is what the rich are doing and we absolutely
7: to, yeah
2: uh, absolutely
4: get
2: our and numbers on you know how to pivot <clears throat> and I, I would say like I am a master at pivoting <laughs> being a single mom of seven like I could pivot the shit out of any <laughs> could be- I need I you here
0: <laughs> I believe you I believe you, I believe you. Um, and Hector yes and she's right. We have to educate those members you're talking about living week to week, heck. Those yeah. are the ones that we have to be at the gates letting them know, listen. First of all, if you're looking to buy a house, don't do it right now.
3: Wait till after the they strike They don't even first have enough Correct. money to pay attention.
0: Yeah. If you're you looking it. to buy a new car, Been there, done that. don't do it right now. Take, yeah. you know, and these are all things we were discussing. You have to let the members know and educate them. We were talking about also like getting the company prepared letting the company know that we're getting ready by having part-timers yeah. and full-timers wear bands that say strike ready buttons right. pins everybody coming to work with t-shirts we actually yeah. had this this shirt at the tdu convention that they were selling right it says ready to strike see that with a snake on it it was a workshop you keep yeah. saying convention it says ready to strike if you time.
3: have to right.
0: Right. So we had some work. I keep saying convention. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. So it was an educational conference. we're still conference. having our convention, right? Right. Absolutely. The 18th <laughs> and the 19th of October, um, the convention is happening. So if the plan you're, is you're to have regional
6: conventions too, Jonah. That's, that's yes. what I'm That is right. great.
0: So I believe on May 10th, if I'm correct, uh, Greg Kerwood, we're going to Providence, Rhode Island, Local 251. You're going to be there?
6: Uh, yes, I believe that's the right date. And yes, I plan on being there.
0: Awesome! I might just take the trip myself. You're gonna take the trip, you fucking I, ball washer. I, I, I love it, man. I'm sorry. I love the I unity. You
7: Just can't be nice to anybody
3: today. Yeah. No, listen. I mean, I, I, listen. I, I, I love him though. Listen, it ends in Y, isn't
0: it?
3: Listen, for Christmas <laughs> I'm gonna get him a fucking pot with a fucking brush. Ball washer is gonna say, you motherfucker. No. <laughs> I'm Whatever. only kidding. I love but the unity. But listen, I I, love- I did everything right. that you have done. I already did. You know, yeah. Joan. Joan was there all the time. I did it. You know, she did it. Uh, yeah. I've been to all these conventions, and, and How come she's
6: and so nice and optimistic. And you're, yeah, owner?
3: because I'm, <laughs> because I'm not because this is me. You what, Drink what the wrong Kool Aid? Exactly. I drank the wrong Kool Aid. Exactly. Drake, you
7: have to. You have to. You have to remind me to, to send a picture of me and Heck in Vegas. But the, the funny thing,
3: thing is there that there the funny thing is that every time I used to go to the, I never saw your ass there.
7: No, it was my first
3: and only one. No, no, I'm talking about Craig. I never saw you at any of the oh. TDU conventions ever.
0: No, Greg, is new to anybody, He's new. He's new. We're new members all the time. So Greg went to his first convention this last past uh of November, right? That was your I first did. convention, right? Yeah. And did you join, join TDU there or did you Of join course
4: TDU he
3: before? did. No, <laughs> yeah. I joined
0: TDU before that. Yeah, right. Um, and you had did some of the online workshops, right? Yep.
3: You Listen, know. when I joined TDU, they were sending me these freaking newspapers about this big to give out to all the members, and I did it the first couple. Wait. But it got tiring, you know. They kept sending it to me, kept sending it to me. I said, Aww. "Stop the shit already." Wow.
6: Where did I put <laughs> that violin?
8: Hold up, I'll get it for Can you. Wait. Hold on, I will get is. it for there you. Is. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, hey, but-
7: I have a picture. I have a picture of me and Hack in Vegas, where he was Dear. so miserable this one night that he would not one be happy night. until he uh, listen. He wouldn't be happy until I was miserable, and I'm like, "Stop it! It's just not going to happen." With this picture I have, you should see the look on my face. I'm it's
3: always like, miserable. <laughs> I'm always miserable.
0: Kilsa, so, so, so one of the members is a, a Carrie Schuerman. She says yeah. that, uh, 705 offered your local money during the strike, so nobody would be harmed. Is that so?
2: Yeah. Yes, he actually uh, uh, came out, offered our president uh, money to continue to pay us uh, during the strike. And she declined it. She's like, well, they wanted to strike. So let them freeze while she sat in her car (laughs) in her warm car. I mean, it was freezing below zero temperatures. Um, It was really bad. He actually bought us food, too. And, you know, she ate very well, but sat right back. Yeah, that was that's kind of that's. Exactly the representation that we have. So that's why I say like, I identify with local 705. I even go to some of their events when he um, had his, um, when they were voting for the COVID fund, like I went out to help them because I'm like, oh my God, like someone's doing something, you know, it was amazing to see like all of their members are very militant and they come out, you know, to support one another. And I mean, obviously they they did get uh, the COVID uh, funds. So that was really cool to see. I have a question for you. Were you
3: oh my God, you Jamie, to... are you, you're alive? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. If you were, if
4: you were on a call to-
6: He's on light sure duty, Hector. He's on light duty. <laughs> okay. I'm
4: not sure if he was, but um, Sean O'Brien presented a members call flow chart. So that I think that I'm I'm just thinking about your case. I can i am I'm gonna I'm, I can send I can send you that flow chart and it has a See? number to where yeah. when you call, it outlines how your call is gonna be handled and processed. And I think you need to get that number. So Absolutely. I just
0: wanted to throw that out there for you.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, they did do that. That was uh, amazing.
2: Yeah, uh,
3: it's cool. called it's called organizing and the way he organized that as how the how the steps of going to the grievance procedures as far as he won't get uh, thrown under the bus or uh, thrown under the right. rug with, with, with this half a shit. Right. Uh, he's doing it. Th- I mean, he's doing everything the right, I mean, this is the way it's got to go down. This is, well, I like It's that. a great way to further I, I communication like that he plans amongst that each he other. Plans That's
0: yeah. the communication, the way he's going to be flowing the communication through and following it through, through the right people. And and that somebody's there to answer you at the end, and that's going to be a great thing. Um, speaking about the strikes uh, in, in in Chicago, we were talking about one particular strike that the hotels had, and how it's something that we were thinking of doing um, maybe in this coming strike. They had tablets and swipe cards for all the members, so there would be like a strike captain, right? Which
2: mm-hmm. they
0: which in Chicago they have like strike captains training, which is yeah. unbelievable, right? so they would have the strike captain with these tablets and then the members would come with their swipe cards and it's basically taking attendance in live time they know how many people were at that particular hotel and how many mm-hmm. showed up and how many people were at another hotel and that when they swiped it it would go straight to their strike uh, to their strike um where they had their like strike base and mm-hmm. the, the base of operations would get that information therefore if there was a hotel which was lacking a few members the captains start calling other captains listen this hotel only got 15 people turning out we need another 20 or 30 send some over there that got 50 send them over there that's and,
2: that's and they were able
0: to make sure yeah
2: so i was blown
0: them. away by that idea yeah i'm like well, first of all that's I gonna using, be costly
2: i was using snapchat to communicate with my members um, to get sure that everything was out. So I was using a lot of like Facebook groups and whatnot. I mean, you know, what I was able to honestly um, talk about during uh, bargaining negotiations. But um, but yeah, the communication was very weird because we were gagged ordered to not speak to our members regarding anything and any and all communication had to come from the local and that's it. So we were placed on gag order. Those like Carrie was actually on there um, because she spoke out of line. She was kicked off of the bargaining team. (laughs) That's some ass backwards shit.
8: Wow, unbelievable!
2: I was removed. I was removed because I petitioned to run against the incumbent, so she removed me as uh, as a steward in retaliation. How can they instruct you not to speak to members though? We had to sign waivers on that, so it was weird. It was.
0: Your stewards over there are appointed, not elected.
2: We are elected. I was elected. Everyone was elected, but um, but the local has uh, the
0: power to remove an elected steward.
2: Yes, yes,
0: they do have. A, they have the a po- I
3: mean, in the There's bylaws, you yeah. you do There's have process. the power to remove a right. uh, elected steward only if it's you know. Yeah. It's a procedure. It's not just
0: remove right. them. It's not that easy. It's got to cool. be you did something stupid and you fucked up.
2: Cool. Right. If you do not, if you're not in the status quo, like you don't follow what they're jamming down your throat, you're removed. They'll find different ways to like move you, and then they want to have like these meetings where you have to go in without a witness and you have to like be subjected to the pat, you know, the the e board, and it's them against you, basically.
7: Okay, so it's it's your e board that's doing this to you, not yeah. your employer. No, right. I got you. Okay. And I think your
6: employer- next hat should be union president. That's what it's sounds right? like to me. Yeah. Yeah. So our, I think.
2: our employer knows that, so they take full advantage of that. It's kind of, you know, it's in a uh, union employer dominated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like do times. There's plenty of company, company ass, ass kisses. Yeah.
6: Well, I don't want to change topics, but are we going to,
0: want to talk to about those? Yeah. We yeah. We're no. going <laughs> to talk about Greg.
3: Oh, wait, sorry, sorry, Greg. I I muted you. Sorry, I wanted to mute. Uh, there. Sorry, Greg. Do it all. go back on. I'm sorry.
6: I said I want to talk about Phil's diet. Yeah, oh, Phil's eating
0: peanuts.
3: He's cheesy. Pistachios. He's and he's, wine
6: and whipped cream. I don't he's really the know cheesiest guy
3: on the local eight hundred four.
0: Cheez-Its, red wine, and whipped cream. Yeah. He Hell. was doing
3: whippets about two seconds he's, ago. He's the, he's cheesy. <laughs> He's just cheesy, <laughs> oh, man. anyway. We, I, I mean, I hate to. I mean, we got a half an hour left, and I really want to talk about uh, OJS's that's going on here in local 804 and the procedures that uh, members are not following. Go ahead, what are you gonna say?
0: No, I was gonna say, I, I wish I would have been on, I went to the strike workshop instead, but Mark Cohen and Scott DeMone gave a from what I understand one Of the best OJS workshops, it was literally protecting yourself on OJS. So, yeah, I so guess they're gonna awesome. pro- They probably spoke about some <laughs> so of the things you, you're talking you you're missed,
3: talk about. You missed that, 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 that uh class, it was packed too. Well, we they need had to talk a about a lot of guys, there. yeah. We it need was, to talk it about it. was awesome, yeah. Oh, you, that was, Jamie, that was, was a badass, that a badass one for
1: real, Car-
0: Carthy. You sat yeah. in on that one, also, yeah. I sat in on that one. That
1: one was the best, that was the best of the day. That was the highlight of the day, actually.
0: What, what was your favorite part of that class? Like well, what what's out I, mean, I,
1: I I haven't never been a driver, so it was kind of like very important for me, you know, to, to go into a business agent position from the inside of the building and wanted to hear about the OJS, but he covered a lot of things that, you know, the market so, but he covered a lot of things that I had no idea about, like, um,
0: Cardi, you're cutting out because I guess you're on the road. We can't really hear you. Always
1: have
0: notes, take notes. Yeah, it's like... Sorry, sorry yeah. Cardi. We
3: had to cut you off because you sounded like a robot. <laughs> the, yeah. the best part... Jamie, of the yeah, already. Jamie,
0: let me hear
4: you
3: talk Brent about does, it a right. little
4: bit. The oh best part about the whole class was was like everything that we already preached to the, to the members and the new members mainly is consistency. You have to be consistent with what you do. Don't change up because someone is coming on a truck with you to try to get a low number, and then when they get off the truck, you go back to your bad behaviors. Mm. You have to be consistent. and In order to be consistent, you have to start practicing right now your consistency. Do everything by the methods that they give you. Right. You don't have to do anything. No, no tricks of the trade. The methods that they give you slows you down automatically. They so don't actually follow... give
6: them to you, though. That's part of the well,
4: problem. Yeah, <laughs>
6: <laughs> they want you <laughs> to follow them, but they don't right. want you to follow them, and they don't give them to you. But right. they say that you should know them. Right. Well, so the, the you whole thing
4: those methods. You you it would slow you down, not you just slow you down. You will you will have a decent pace. So you want to have to cut corners and do this and do that, but the main thing is to stay consistent. Don't change up just because they come and then go back to your bad ways. Oh, yeah. now that was, it was pretty good. I, I loved it.
3: Yeah, Still well, I'm, get, I'm getting a lot of I'm getting a lot of calls during the week of these OJSs because you know we've been we've been relaxed because of the pandemic. So a lot of uh, supervisor hasn't been jumping on the trucks or doing any OJSs because of the pandemics now. That it calmed down a little bit. Now, now they're doing a lot of OJS's. And, and I get a lot of calls from drivers saying, you know, I'm being, I'm being harassed. I'm being this. He's looking at me while I'm moving. The... That's what they do. That's what the OJS is. As long as they don't touch any packages or hold any doors or, or, or uh, driving, you know, talking to you while they're driving, because you have the right as a driver, if they are talking to you while you're driving, that's distracted driving. Stop the vehicle. Stop the vehicle and tell them to stop talking to you. And then you write that down because you know it's a three-day OJS. So at the th- third day, everything gets disgusted. Everything gets you know what what went wrong. What would, what did you do better? What did they have to explain all that to you? And you have to wait to the third day. Don't wait. You know, on the first day they they out there, you're already complaining that he's looking at you some kind of way. They supervisors, that's what they do. They robots. They robots for the company. They look at you some weird way. So what? Let them look at you. Just do the the right methods and procedures and you have nothing to worry about. They get, they might get you on, on on a stop more or two stops more. It is what it is because they're cutting your talk time with the customer, which is fucking this company is shit ass backwards. I tell you, you know, Take care of the customers. Make sure the customer, you know, is taking care. But don't talk to them. Don't fucking say good morning to them. You know, don't be nice to them. Don't say good morning. Because you're wasting, you know, their time. And 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 this is this is the fucked up part about this company because they say you know as soon as a, a customer concern comes in oh your your driver was had attitude he didn't say good morning to me or whatever mm-hmm. they bring you into the office why the fuck are you not being nice because you told me not to fucking talk to them you fucking morons they they shit ass backwards and to get uh, uh, the OJs just do the methods and procedures how they taught you. Pick up your packages, deliver your packages the same way you do all the time. And you, it's nothing they can do. And then after the OJS, if they try to bring you in for performance, as long as you're working, giving them a fair day, fair pay, what the fuck? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. This job is is, is not a, a – every day the street is going to be empty for you to deliver the package. It's always a different day every day. Right. Either you're going to have a garbage ca- a truck in front of you. To hold you back is going to have an ambulance emergency condition going on. It's always, this, this is not just a job. It's in a fucking adventure every day. You got, you got so, to document yeah. everything. So this company thinks that it's going to be open roads. There's going to be no traffic for the UPS driver, you know, for the UPS truck to go through. And you're going to do those 19 stops an hour. No, just do what you're told to do. Do the All methods and procedures. Factors. Huh?
6: It's, it's all harassment. harassment. They yeah. don't think anything. They don't think they don't give a shit
3: Exactly. Or not. It's all harassment. And stop calling. Hey, bro, I, want,
7: I want to jump in just real quick. Of course you to do. You do. <laughs> now, now you're gonna be mean to me? No, I'm not yeah, I'm sure. mean to everybody. It was what the Rob, fuck? I it, get, was Rob I, Atkinson, it was Rob Atkinson who canceled me on grieving every ride. Because every single ride, except for the safety ride that they have to do annually. Every single ride is harassment. Every single one. Grieve Whether it. it's a one-day ride or a three-day ride, and I did that, and they stopped riding me.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good thing too. That's Definitely a good thing for Jamie. They,
3: it's a good thing for Jamie that you, they stop riding you.
0: <laughs> uh, Carthy <laughs> yeah, Boston, Cardi Boston has said something in the chat. I'm she such a nasty boy. The one thing she said <laughs> that they really drove home, Scott and Mark, at the uh, workshop was that the company so really company doesn't give really two really shits about, about any it. one of us. So nope. thank you, Carthy. Phil Pasiri, did you sit on that workshop? He was part yes, of I, it. <laughs> I, I was. I was. Uh, I was
9: a uh, last minute. Uh,
0: I guess you jumped in there in the last minute.
9: Yeah, they just <laughs> got called me up.
0: Okay, so he, he, he played the he role was, of the, the wine drinking supervisor. <laughs> did you? What
9: did you think of what you heard in the OJS class, in the workshop? Uh, well, I mean, I've been OJS many times, so it was. Uh, you know, preaching to me what i already Preach know preaching to the choir preaching to the choir but it's good to uh get out there and and a lot of a lot of new faces that were there that i haven't seen before to get them to uh to see and to understand what you know the nonsense that goes on and how they actually do the OJS was uh it's it's always good you know once you get Scott talking it's always a good thing he always has great. Well, what do you think, from
0: what you got from the workshop, what would you
9: tell the members that are listening here? What would you tell them that they should get from something like this workshop? What was it that stood out to you? Well, like you said, the company doesn't care. They just want to get more production, but the most important thing is like everybody says is to be consistent. Do the same thing every day. Don't just try to change it on the OJS. Uh, right. You know, there's, we have plenty of arguments as to, you know, you're under direct supervision, so you want to make sure you do it the right way, but if you're doing it the right way from the get-go, they they really can't. Bunch right. Jobs well, too, well, the right way is
3: it. when you first take the job, they tell you to follow Ed, correct?
9: Well, there is... Correct. I mean, that's is, what. They, uh,
3: this is when you first took the job. Well, they tell you to follow Ed. Okay, so now you have a now. now you have a route that you are so used to, and you don't follow it, but you get the job done.
9: Correct. Correct. I mean, I've I've been on my route for forever. So, I've so this is the it.
3: problem with the OJSs that these fucking managers do. So, you have a guy that's twenty something years on the job, and he has a route for twenty something years, and you know, in the beginning of his time, he followed that, but because he got used to his route, he knows now he goes this way instead of going this way with the Ed. So, he's been doing that for twenty three years. And all of a sudden, you get an OJS guy that comes in there and says, Follow the fucking ad. So, it, you know, if the guy is doing 17 stops an hour, what the fuck is going to get 19 stops an hour following the ad that he haven't followed in 20 years? Well, you, know, you understand we got what I mean?
9: we the Orion system now, which, which Scott was arguing the point. Uh, I forget the guy's name that he always argues the point of, you know, you do. If you do one stop, there's one way of doing it. If you do two stops, there's three ways of doing it. If you do four stops is whatever. And it goes on and on. And there's infinite uh, amounts of uh, ways you can do it over a certain amount of stops. So they could OGS you all you want, but if they're telling you to follow Orion, there's really nothing they can hold you to on that respect. But, you know, a guy like me who knows my route backwards and sideways and up and down, you know. I don't follow it. I can't follow it. It makes no sense to me. But a lot of the new guys are being trained that way, and we actually had a manager go out with a with a with a uh, two weeks ago, and uh, he he wrote them. and he realized that the Orion really doesn't make any sense. So he was trying to teach him how to do it kind of the old school way, uh, and to be to think about it. So, you know, a guy like a twenty two four, I'm not worried about an OGS unless he's doing something really egregious but he, he still should understand the fact that, Hey, you got to do stuff consistently and follow the methods and how they teach you to do it. I mean, they still came back after eight o'clock. So it's not like they were running the route off, but um, that the the key is consistency. And I tell my guys this all the time. If you follow the methods, there's really nothing they can do for you to do, do to you. Um, It's when you're not following the methods, or if you're, if you're being dishonest and, 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 doing things shady you know uh that's when they get you
3: yeah and the thing is this you know follow the message and procedures listen fair day fair pay me when when they bring a guy in after a ojs for performance the first thing i say show me where the fuck he's doing wrong show me where he's doing where he's wrong let's correct that uh area that you think he's wrong and and you know what if if the Telematics and I don't take any fucking discipline with telematics, but this is what they bring up to the table. The telematics shows that he's fucking working. Why the fuck are we in this office for if he's doing the job? It's not because he's not doing it because the the, how fast you want him to do it. He's doing it safely. And he's doing the job, he's working He's constantly working So why are we in this fucking office
9: For performance? Because it's harassment, harassment. Exactly, uh, it's that's, exactly what see, that's what I Filed, that's what I filed all I'll file give you a perfect time. example, I, I was OJS'd um, uh, Right before COVID and uh, I was brought in the office and it was I was 132 t- times I didn't follow the method, you know what that Method was? Uh, the speed limit and announcing UPS so 132 times, and, and Scott was talking about the, the, the 340 methods, but there's really probably a couple hundred, it's really not 340. Um, and he said, so he did 130 times, he did something wrong. How many times did he do something right? It was probably thousands, right? So they just try to make it look that way. Exactly um, what it is. It's all harassment. It's all tools to try to get you scared and to get you to do more and more work. Blood from the stone.
3: All right, uh, Carl Morial needed to say something. Uh, what you got to say, bro?
5: Um, are we still able to use COVID as a reason? Like, can they do they have to provide us like a negative COVID? T- if I wanted to be a pain in the ass, can I make them provide me a negative COVID test before they got in the truck with me?
9: Carl, I'll give you the perfect example. Is what Scott was explaining today in the in the hearing was if you're a guy like myself who wears the mask every day in the building. I could absolutely use that as a, not an excuse, but as a reason because you're less than six feet away from the person that's OJ you. But if you're one of these guys that use it as an excuse and then say you got to wear a mask, it, it's really going to fall to the wayside because you are seen in the PCM not wearing a mask, coming into the building not wearing a mask. So, so that's gonna that's gonna make you. Um, Again, it's about, of, yep. of the office. Yeah, and, it's about and, consistency. And yeah, you know? and that's why right. guys
6: and, do that at peak. They had helpers. They, they they wanted helpers at peak, and then they turned around in January I and said, just, "I don't want the supervisor riding me. I yeah. can't have somebody in the same car." We so yeah. can't. That's, you ha- can't have that's happening a lot
3: right now, and that's what I was exactly what I was going to say, Greg. That these guys have helpers all through peak uh, you know. He through likes pandemic. me.
7: He really likes me. Yeah, he likes me. Oh shit.
3: And um <laughs> so uh yeah, so th- those guys are coming up to me now. Oh, I don't want I don't want to be OJS. I don't want him in the car. Well, you had a helper the whole fucking pandemic. Well, you you can't do that now. You have to now the guys that didn't have a helper during the pandemic. The, They're still doing OJS, but the, what's happening is the, the supervisor is following them around in their own car, which was good for me because I, start, I I followed a OJS. Well, the supervisor was following the driver. I was following the supervisor. And, and the OJS was completely no good, and I waited to the third day when they thought they had a great number on him, and I waited to the third day to show up to the meeting, and I usually don't show up to those low-level hearings, but I showed up to this one because I followed the, the supervisor. And the supervisor is supposed to start from the beginning of the route from leaving the building all the way to the first stop. This supervisor was coming in ten 10.30, meeting him somewhere else. You know, he did already six stops. And I was doing that every day just to watch him to see what the fuck, you know, how he's going to present it. So in the present in the uh, in the third day when he presented that he the guy was doing 19 stops. hour, I, I, I they were like, what are you doing here? I said, well, I want to know. How did you get nineteen stops an hour? Because you were, you came ten, you know, six stops after the OJS and you met him at the Bronze Zoo every morning at ten thirty. So what happened to from nine to ten thirty? How do you get that nineteen? So you're falsifying numbers right now? So they would like in shock, they would call they all like holy shit. So I said, let's get the DM involved in this shit, which is true, you know, Truman. And um they didn't, want, they didn't want nothing to do. They said, we're going to avoid the whole OJS, we, you know, and the center manager comes up to me, he says, I'm going to leave him alone. I said, no, guess what? I'm going to be out there doing the same shit to any other OJSs out there because you guys are fucking full of shit. You're br- putting you up numbers of 19 stops an hour when you're not even there from the beginning of the OJS. So anybody that's out there, any, any – um, Shop stores that know of OJS are going out and the supervisor following in the car. Make sure you tell your BA. Maybe the BA has time to go there and follow, like I did. I had I made my time to, to follow this guy for three days, and he was doing everything wrong from the OJS following this guy. So you could win that.
0: You know, you um, Cardi's, next- Cardi's saying something interesting. She's saying that also in the workshop, they were talking about assisting versus instruction examples where it's very helpful as well. Do you want to touch on that topic, Phil, when they were talking about assisting versus instruction? Do you remember that?
3: He was busy eating eating
9: his uh, cheeses. I'm sorry, (laughs) the whippets has gone to my head.
0: Yeah. He's
6: seeing
9: trails right now. (laughs) Um, Well, you got an instruction, you know, supervising instruction how to lift the package. Um, You know, obviously, you want to follow the instructions unless they're uh, unsafe. You don't feel safe doing them or uh illegal um well as far as an assistance goes you would talk about like the supervisor like in the winter time you keep your door shut the supervisor opening the door for you the supervisor telling you where the package is on the truck the supervisor holding the door for you package falls while you're carrying it he picks it up for you Um, there's lots of different ways they assist you or telling you hey you got to stop right here on this on this block why don't you do this one on the corner here while you're delivering this commercial stop right here that's all part of the assisting, um, you know. That's that's that was uh, that was a a key thing. That a lot of guys don't realize um, when a supervisor does that that it, it pretty much voids out the whole ride, yep. because it's any any form of assisting.
0: <laughs> right, and there you put your grievance in. Right. We'll sort the truck while you're in
9: the bathroom,
3: and also so, yeah. also hey. telling you when's your next stop.
9: Well, when yeah. to take lunch?
3: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, that that's a good one. Yeah. Real, real
0: quick i want to congratulate hector and everybody else here at the what the heck show on reaching now we're getting close to you greg we got 1300 on our page yay <laughs> but um you know i want to give a shout out to some of the new, ne- new members here steve chappelle sebastian do say loco of huh oh they got the local that that's the local next to it yeah sweet all right thank you steve chappelle And Local 222, thank you for joining, brother. Sebastian Dompierre, Local 91. Devon Hand, Local 22. Scott Miller, Local 710. Susan Clark, Local 396. Scott Brown, Local 991. I believe Tammy Isiver.
3: She don't have a local.
0: She didn't have a local. (laughs) Okay, that says no local. Lacey Hughes, Local 79. Zachary Gavin, Local 352. Robert Palmer, Local 776. Angela Careful, Local 243. Mark Conboy, Local 386. Shannon Barry, Local 385. Francisco Herrera, Local 657. We got Julio, Julio Garza, Local 657. Kelly Fulmet, 767. Joyce Marie Carrier, Local 89. And thank you all for joining the Union Power Radio page. And we appreciate you. Um, as always, give us a like, give us a listen. We're not over yet. We still got a few minutes to go, but, you know, spread the word. We're here to just give out information. We hope that it's helpful and educational. We're doing the best we can. We even have debates and argue within ourselves about things that have, that we, you know, that we have situations <laughs> about, which is perfectly fine. This is These are the discussions that people are having across the country. People are having these debates. People are having these discussions. It doesn't get any realer than the What the Heck show. That I can't tell you.
3: You better um, fuck believe it
0: <laughs> so, and so i want to thank tilsa fernandez for she's coming got a closing today.
3: she's got closing uh she's got something to say yeah in.
0: is there anything you want people to reach you on your uh, cafe for the chingonas or whatever it, i don't know how
2: you call it what do you call it a chingonas, Cafecito con las chingonas podcast,
3: i uh, want to basically i want to i want to see that wanna, wanna i want to see that yeah
2: I mean, how about the chingons? Yes, yes, we do. We bring other fellow Latinos on there. Um, That's one thing that I advocate the most for a lot of moms who are um, trying to, you know, stay afloat with everything is like, you have to secure your baseline, secure it with a unionized workforce, and then push up, go to school, educate, you know. So absolutely, I'd love to have you guys on the cafecito con las chingonas podcast.
0: All right. <laughs> I just know. love I just love the
3: same Chiconas.
0: I just want to hang out with I just chikonas. want
3: to hang out with them. Hector <laughs> swears a lot. You guys
2: well. chikones,
0: to <laughs> I think she knows that Hector swears a lot. Do we have to be careful though the language that we use? Are we speaking to an audience that's
2: no you're oh. speaking to an audience like so i have there's two groups there's latina boss babes which is like entrepreneur and latinas and then it's cafecito con las chingonas like tea time you I, know, cafecito, I got
4: you,
0: you. Know,
3: uh, what do you worry about issues. you don't you don't curse
0: <laughs> you don't Just cast continue. i'm asking on your behalf actor <laughs> 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 um i want to thank Cardi B. uh one of the new business agents at local 639 congratulations cardi b she's part of the, Who's the cardi b Who's yeah in carthy boston oh, oh okay yeah she's not one of the business agents at six three nine. she was a part-timer been a part-timer for many years she got appointed elected yeah um i i don't know no i think she just got appointed recently um, so, you know, congratulations to you, Carthy Boston. Is there anything you want to say, Carthy? I don't know if you could talk a little bit while you're on your drive, if we can hear you.
3: Yeah, we want to hear the robot all over again.
0: Yep, she's not, I don't she's know not, if she she's can not talking. Us. Oh, she's giving us laughs and smiles. She Thanks, says, uh, yeah, appointed. she was
3: appointed. Okay, yep. cool.
0: Con- congratulations, congratulations, Carthy. Congratulations. Yep. I want to thank our brother Dean Dawes for hopping on. You didn't, you didn't say much, did No, you know, he said two words. Supposed...
3: <laughs> and Craig, too. Craig said, like, he didn't say much today, Craig's, too.
0: greg has been great. greg has been he great. Been, uh, Jamie Holligan with the amazing hard-hitting questions,
4: well, as usual. Craig
3: said more to him today. Come with a different
4: <laughs> attitude the next two weeks. Next, don't quote <laughs> that attitude. What? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you to
0: change Hector. Yeah, okay. What the hell he, he said? He must not know. He must not know. He right? only He's got not. one. Listen, you <laughs> You listen, he's
3: from Forster. What the hell he said? <laughs> I need a translator from Foster.
0: Well, one thing I'd like to leave everybody with is there is a new contract coming. We spoke about the importance of it and being prepared to strike. We have to start engaging our members, letting them know that this is something that's going to not just affect us. Again, it's going to affect the whole workforce. The whole working class is looking to see what happens in this contract negotiation. They are looking to see how militant the Teamsters are. We are a militant group. We just took over new international leadership. We are starting from the ground up again. We built up good leadership at the top. We're getting our foundation set. We are prepared to take on corporate America. Everybody knows corporate America, you're on notice. We're done. We're working alongside Amazon workers you might as well call it a UPS Amazon workers coalition, baby, because it's going down, and we are going to get everybody together. We are going to be supporting Amazon workers. Go ahead. Hey, something?
4: Anthony, I have a question for you. Uh oh. By the time, by the time our next contract is due, like we start negotiating our
0: next contract, what is the wrong ALU, with you? They wouldn't have formed the What's union. yet, right? all of you? Well, they, uh, like I said before, they've already formed the union. They're now they have no union notoriety they won that in the election doesn't mean they're going to have a contract signed by the time call security we have a contract our contract
4: would pretty much benefit them if depending on what we (laughs) do yes
9: greatly yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's very important
0: that, that all eyes will be on us including amazon workers they know that you know, uh, we do the same work they do. this would be a big help to get them to join the Teamsters. This would be a big help to get them to join the Teamsters and think about this, they can also join TDU. TDU, Teamsters for Democratic Union, right? Listen. Yeah, you get a free pin.
3: If you join TDU, you get a free pin.
0: You get a free pin, you get to come (laughs) to these great educational conferences and workshops that teach you as a young member how to be a steward. You know, you get all these, they have these books and you
3: get a free pin.
0: And you get three free pins, actually, if you would have joined today. If you join um, today, you'll get a free pin. There's a great book that Richard Devries said that we should all get, and it's dealing with contracts and strikes. It's called No Contract, No Peace by Robert Schwartz. If you haven't read it, Greg, you probably read it knowing you. Um if you no, if you haven't read wow, it, Wow, that's
3: shocking. Should that's shocking that's a book nerd right there
0: from a man who who read (laughs) Flowers for Algernon and all kinds of great books Um, but No Contract No Peace by Robert Schwartz it's a uh, legal guide to contract campaign strikes and um, you know uh, it's definitely something that union officials should be looking at and reading um, and preparing for the strike and rank and file members Um, I suggest strongly that people join TDU Hey, hey, just hey before education. we get cut off, we got yeah. one more minute. What, what, what's going on with you being elected something or appointed something? I wasn't Uh-oh. elected or appointed anything. No, no, no. I was asked. I, I, you know, I have not accepted yet, but I'm stop lying. You it. know
3: you're accepting that. I'm,
0: I'm thinking of accepting. It. You're yes,
3: not thinking I, about I, I'm it.
0: Weighing it, Stop it. Stop it. Okay, heck yes. This I'm is this is the real shit. We we don't no fake over, over here. Think about it
3: a you're oh. not thinking oh. about it. You want people to think? Oh, he's thinking about it. Oh, motherfucker, you took the shit. Okay, stop the shit. All right, end the fucking show. End the fucking show with your bullshit.
7: It's not even official yet, but. Tony finally
0: cursed me he he makes
3: me do it I want to thank everyone it. for listening to the what the heck show Here on Union Power Radio <laughs> Fuck you Tony uh...
0: <laughs> You bastard I love you Peace out my brothers and sisters Thank you Stay united in solidarity We're here to put the U back in
4: Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes.